Tim Hunzey, President of Parallel Music Publishing and board member for the Nashville Association of Independent Music Publishers. Thanks for listening to the Nashville Pubcast. This episode of Nashville Pubcast, we have Tyler Hubbard, half of Florida Georgia Line and co-owner of Tree Vibes Music. We dive into BK and Tyler's passion for songwriters and music publishing. First, I'll just start with a simple question, Tyler. What motivated you guys to start Tree Vibes from the beginning? The original vision was we, we, we found a guy we really loved to write with and was unsigned, and he was super talented, and we were like, man, we need to create an opportunity for this guy to just be able to write all the time, you know, because uh, we remember how it was for us when we wanted to, we were in town trying to get a publishing deal and wanted to write every day and try to better our craft, but had to pay the bills, you know, and uh, <laughs> so we didn't get to write as much. We wrote during the day, or we'd work during the day and then write at night and just make time for it, but uh, I just remember that you know, the moment that we were given the opportunity to be songwriters full-time by Craig Wiseman over at Big Loud, uh, you know, it really helped us. It was life-changing for us. It helped us just know there was some kind of security in knowing, all right, my little $1,500 draw is going to pay my bills, and I'm happy as can be because I get to write songs every day, you know? And so that's how the original, <clears throat> I guess, motiv- motivation started was to create that outlet for guys that we believed in, you know? And uh, Jordan Smith was the first guy we signed, super talented producer and writer, and uh, we, were, we were working with him all the time anyways. And so it just felt like the right move to start a company. And, uh, you know, and then I think, honestly, the vision kind of grew from there a little bit. You know, it, it started small, started basically in BK's Treehouse, and that's, that's kind of where the name started. That's where we always wrote at the time um, with Jordan. And, and then one thing led to the next, found a couple more writers we really loved, wanted to sign them. Um, and we did, and then it kind of just kept growing. And I, I say that uh, I always kind of make a, a funny comment that our our publishing company, if you will, wasn't really a publishing company back then. It was just a couple writers in a flat bill hat, you know, that everybody <laughs> was wearing. So, uh, so that was fun though. That was fun times, and you know, it got us to where we're at now. Then we met Leslie, and uh, we we know, we knew Leslie, but uh, kind of the opportunity was presented that. Uh, that we could possibly work together and you know we've always looked up to her and the way she she runs things and the reputation she has on music row and the connections and uh even even more than that just the good energy and the friendship and you know the positive vibes that she really brings to any anywhere that she's at so as soon as we heard that uh, that was an opportunity we, we jumped on it we were so excited and that's when tree vibes really became a publishing company that's kind of what we say it, it, you know, she she's the glue that holds it all together. We're just a bunch of crazy songwriters and uh, with a bunch of crazy dreams. And so it's it was a huge blessing to have her come in and kind of start creating a team and, and a true company that could really make some waves on Music Row, you know. How many writers do you guys now have on staff currently? Yeah, six total. That's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, you know, we want to keep it – I think we kind of want to uh, base our model kind of off of – kind of like big loud man we really respect what craig does over there and how they've you know especially when we were when we signed over there it was a small family publishing company you know and it was real intimate everybody knew each other well and uh, you know for for us to even sign a deal over there at the beginning we had to write with all the other writers in, in the building and they had to kind of check you know approve uh that that they could write with us you know which i thought was really cool it really really uh creates that 
that intimate family kind of relationship with the writers. And so uh, we're going to keep it small, but like I said, we're always dreaming and, you know, we want to keep it small, but then we're like, but there is this one writer and then there's next, there's this <laughs> other writer and there's this artist over here that we really believe in. So we'll see, man. We're just kind of letting God, God run, run the company as well and continue to open doors where they need to be open. And, and you know, hopefully we can run through them. I love that you talk about opportunity and how much that means to you. Like, you know, when Craig gave you guys that chance, and that's what you're talking about, like giving these other people that kind of opportunity as well. I think, uh, you know, that's such an important part of our industry of what we do is create that community and that, that time. How do you work on your culture? Because I know you guys were on the road a lot, and so you ended up taking this bus out with you guys. What, what, was the, what, what inspired that idea to have the guys out on the road like that? Basically the fact that BK and I... Uh, we were having to divide our time a lot, you know. We were on the road and not riding on the road. And when we're not riding on the road, we felt somewhat of an obligation slash desire. But it, it also, it became an obligation to make sure we were right in the two days we were in town. So instead of recharging and spending time with family or doing things that, you know, you needed to do as an artist, uh, you know, we found ourselves wanting to be in the studio continually writing and trying to better that craft as well. So... I think BK and I just kind of had the idea, man. If we could have a if we could have a tour bus that was that was a studio, and we could bring our riders out here, and you know, half the day that we're normally wasting, uh, we could be writing, and we could be writing and playing shows at night. So um, that was pretty groundbreaking to be able to walk off the bus in the morning. If we felt creative, we had a, we had a place we could go get creative uh, and write with super talented writers and producers. And then even after the shows, we loved. That became our party bus, man. We would celebrate all the songs <laughs> yeah. that were written that day. We would sometimes write more after the shows at night. And, uh, you know, I think I think being creative and writing songs is kind of our drug, man. I mean, we really, we're kind of hooked on it. We love it. And uh, for us to get to do that while we were out on the road and get, kind of get to wear both hats at the same time uh, was great for us because when we were home, we could truly be home, you know, and recharge and and refuel and get ready to have another weekend. And also, it benefited the writers because they could watch the fans and see how they react to songs and really kind of take mental notes as well to what's connecting. So uh just kind of benefited everybody all around the board. And, uh, you know, we look forward to getting back on the road next year and crushing it. That's one of the things I always tell our my writers as well is it's so important to go out and see the shows. You're writing for that, so I love that you mentioned that. The be out in the moment and really see what connects with the people because yeah, we man. get very microcosmic here, as you know, on, on Music Road, oh, thinking yeah. about what we're doing here yeah. and open it up. But that leads me to, because I know that you also specifically will get out of your own headspace and write for other artists. And to me, I don't know, like, that blows my mind. Artists are usually so driven on their own uh, career path that it's hard to, like, open your head up and write with other artists or for other artists. How do you change gears like that? Is there a process for you? Man, uh, at least until until we don't have a, a limit on how many songs we can release every year, we're going to always write a ton more songs and a ton more great songs than we have room for. So uh, it's been inspiring to, to kind of to get some outside cuts. I mean, BK and I moved to Nashville to be songwriters, uh, number one. We didn't know we wanted to be artists. We didn't know that that was going uh, to – that was going to conspire, you know, from songwriting and from playing writer's rounds into what we're doing now. But, uh, you know, our passion is still writing songs and getting cuts. And so we love to cut our own songs, but also, you know, better is better. And, you know, we cut a lot of outside songs as well. And 
want to support the songwriter community in that way as well and think that that's super important as an artist to always be cutting outside songs and to always be trying to write better songs, you know. So hopefully you can write the whole album, but know that you're probably going to get beat out here in Nashville. <laughs> so uh, also, you know, if it's off album cycle, you know, we write a bunch of great songs. We get impatient. We don't want to sit on them for a year and a half. We want them to get out there. And a lot of times we hear other artists' voices on the songs and just know, hey, this song would live a great life over here in their camp. So let's just shoot it to them and see what happens. See, that's a there's a love and hate factor for me in that as a publisher because I'm like, how do they keep getting these cuts? And then you hear a song go, oh my gosh, this song's really good. I, I can't hate on them because this song's mm-hmm. amazing. So I, Thanks, I, the, hat, I chip my hat to you guys for that because you've how many? You probably had what five outside number ones outside your own artist career, correct? Yeah, I think Some, so, yeah, somewhere, somewhere in there. Like Not holding you to that number, but I'm pretty sure I keep up with this. Somewhere stuff. in there, I'm impressed. Thanks, That's man. amazing. So I also want to. Do you actually have time to sit and listen to your own catalog of your writers? I know that you're very active, but do you and BK have time to sit and go through all that stuff yeah. hands on? Uh, about a year ago, we started implementing like a day or a weekly, uh, you know, publishing update. You know, Tree Vibes update, and so kind of see all the action and the momentum and the different movement that's happening throughout the week. And then there's a link to all the songs that the writers wrote throughout the week. And, uh, that's one of our favorite days, man. We get it on Friday. And a lot of times BK and I, wherever we're at, we'll ride down the road or sit in the studio or he'll be out on his boat or whatever. And we'll listen to the songs that, that the writers wrote. And we're inspired by that as well, you know, and it pushes us to be better. And, um, you know, we have a lot of great writers on the roster and a lot of times we'll stumble up on a song and say, well, this needs to go here or there. Or, we need to cut this or whatever. So uh, it's always fun to, to see what they're doing every week. What inspires you? When you hear a writer, what is it that makes you go, man, I need some of that right there. I need to have that. You know what I've, I've learned? I think there's more to a great writer uh, than just being able to spit out good lyrics or a cool melody. You know, there's a, there's a lot of guys in town that can do that. But for us, I think it's about uh, the person that brings the good energy to the room and gets that creative uh, that creative wind going, if you will, and everybody's kind of working off each other and having a good time with it. And, you know, that's what we're here for. If writing songs turns into work, man, we're, we need to go on vacation and, and reassess because we're out here making music for a living. So uh, it's important, man. I mean, the guys that the guys that are smiling and laughing and having a good time and not taking their job too serious uh, is the guys we like to be around, you know, and you usually find that most of those guys are, you know, most of the time you're coming out with a better song in that in that scenario. We also like guys that work hard. So so guys that, that work hard and kind of think the same way that we do, we kind of really connect with, you know. Yeah, that's a be- yeah you can't you can't get to your level and and not be a, a workaholic. I think that's an understatement on your level as an artist, a touring artist, a, a now a father, and a writer and a song plugger because you're obviously very active, which I think is great too. Because some people just put their name on there buildings and move on we were actually trying to think of some of the other artist owned companies i know like ray stevens had one gary morris and charlie pride but there's only been a handful i haven't really been an artist-run publishing company in a while that's been to the level of y'all success that i can think i'm not that something you know some a writer here but. What do you see? You're Chris Paul. You're out there. You're in it. You're an artist. You see so many angles of the the music business. How do you like? If you're going to look into your crystal ball, what do you see coming from the old music row these days? And you can keep it specific to publishing if you want, or if you want to get bigger than that, that's fine as well. Oh man, um, that's a fun question. I don't know. I, I feel like we try to stay outside the box. I think in publishing world, uh, now that there's you know now that there's writers slash producers, you know it really lends. You know you can 
you can literally almost leave the room at the end of the day and have a song that sounds like it should be on the radio already, you know, and a lot of, you know, Jordan, Daniel Ross, Corey Crowder, the guys in our building that are, that are producing, uh, it's just on another level, man. It's songwriting like I've never seen done before. It's quicker and more efficient and faster and sounds better. And it's, it's come a long ways from when I moved to town and we're sitting around with a guitar, you know, and, and a pen and pad, you know? And so it's, uh, I think the future of publishing and songwriting is, is amazing, especially here in Nashville. And it's just, uh, especially with stream with streaming now and different, different outlets to get music out. You don't even have to have a record deal anymore to get music heard, uh, to the masses. And so, um, a good song can truly work itself, you know? And so that's, that's a cool space to be. in. I think we're in a great time in music and, uh, you know, I guess a, t- a time of change, which is always exciting. Uh, on my years of doing it, I'm coming up on like 26 years in music publishing, I think, somewhere in there. But it's been interesting to me to see all the boundaries, as you mentioned, just come down the walls. Because I know you guys write in L.A. and you write across the board. You're, you're, I don't even like to say what's a genre anymore. People, you play stuff. Is that pop? Is that country? It's just influence to me, right? And that's just really neat because you guys by far have been one of the most – the leading – acts in that world like with doing stuff with bb and the features and the songs and the songwriting it's, it's been pretty astounding and all the guys that you mentioned that you have writing for you with daniel and and Corey and those guys yeah i've heard their tracks man they're really really ridiculous i guess it's kind of a side question it's kind of artistry and do, when you got when you're working with those guys you bring them as producers on your records as well do you develop into that Man, not really so far. You know, as far as the FGL album goes, we've always just kind of directly worked with Joey Moy. Um, but it's funny. It's interesting now because, you know, now that the demos are so great, you know, the producers can take a demo and, and kind of say, well, I want to, you know, I want to use some stems from that because I can't recreate that. Whatever you did, whatever sauce you put on that, it's awesome, and I can't redo it. So that's kind of a cool thing to start seeing and having, you know, uh, Joey be able to throw some little bones to the guys that are, you know, considering themselves just writers or just demo producers that are now uh some of their stuff's being used on these big big albums so it's uh it's a it's a cool thing it's a cool collaborative effort to, to just make the, uh, the best sound possible joey moy man he's he's probably one of the best in this town we call him the wizard and he uh he really brings our sound to life man it's awesome he makes some uh, pretty ridiculous signing signing sure. records man change the way a bunch of people in town did do business as oh, well yeah. for sure that's been uh been something to watch Thanks for listening to the Nashville AIMP Pubcast. For more information, check out AIMP.org or follow us at Nashville AIMP on Instagram. The Nashville AIMP would like to give a shout out to our sponsors, SoundExchange and Jamber. SoundExchange develops business solutions for the entire music industry. They collect and distribute royalties on behalf of more than 155,000 recording artists, master right owners, and music publishers. SoundExchange have paid out more than $5 billion in royalties. SXWorks serves the licensing and administration needs of music publishers around the world and operates CMRRA, which represents music publishers and administers mechanical rights for the majority of songs recorded, sold, and broadcast in Canada. Jamber wants to know if you're looking for an easier way to capture song splits at the point of creation and organizing your catalog. Jamber is our podcast sponsor, and they are offering listeners a first look at their songwriter and publisher apps that allow songwriters to collaborate when inspiration strikes. Go to jamber.com forward slash AIMP to sign up today.
We appreciate you listening to the Nashville Pubcast. Stay tuned for our all-new episode next week.